you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start with this one stating that the intended audience is everybody. So today we'll be speaking with our special guest, pharmacist Becky Agar, on what her role is in the pharmacy technology and informatics world. So thank you again so much for uh, taking some time to be on the podcast, Becky. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, Tony. Thank you. It's uh, really a pleasure to be here. I'm actually quite excited. Yeah, awesome. And thank you for reaching out. It's it's really great, too, because I guess for our listeners, our listeners are probably aware that I'm based in the United States, but you are actually based in Canada. So you're based in Ontario. So for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and I guess just how you became a pharmacist? Sure. So um, again, my name is Becky Agar. I live in Kitchener-Waterloo, which is about an hour west of Toronto in Ontario. We are considered kind of a tech center, so it works out really well for our chat today. I am a lifelong career pharmacist. I graduated from the University of Toronto in 1996. It was the last of what they called the four-year program where you went in right from high school. So I've been a pharmacist since 1996, never had a break in my practice except for uh, having my two kids. And our family is extremely technology focused. My husband is a CTO with multiple startups, which is why we live in Kitchener-Waterloo. My older son is at the University of Toronto uh, studying computer engineering like his dad. And my younger son, when he's not at high school, is a professional Counter-Strike player. So there's computers and cables everywhere in my house. Wow, that is like really amazing the whole family is just involved in all the you know the biggest advances like just your your husband being a cto and it's it's uh so cool to hear that your your kids are also going through that path of like getting into that technology driven world you know yeah and i'm trying i'm trying to convince my son to leave engineering and go into pharmacy but i'm not having a whole lot of luck so i've got to make my pharmacy as technology focused as possible to try to make it attractive so that we get the best of the best uh coming to our profession Wow, that's awesome. So so just going into that, I guess, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing today, like what your current role is, is as a pharmacist that's working with a bunch of uh, different technologies? Sure. So I actually started my career as a community pharmacist in one of the big chains. Um, and then about halfway through my career, I made a switch to hospital pharmacy, which was great because acute care has a lot of technology advances and a lot more opportunities for pharmacists who are interested in technology than in the retail sector. But then in uh, 2017, I made a transition over to the third branch of pharmacy, long-term care pharmacy. So now I'm the vice president of a company called Hogan Pharmacy Partners. And all we do is provide long-term care pharmacy to nursing homes, retirement homes, and hospice here in Ontario. And one of the things that really attracted me to the job was it is an independent company. It is a considered a startup as well. It was actually started in 2015, and our mandate was to actually use technology to help create more advanced patient and resident safety for medication management because up here in Ontario, most of the nursing homes and the nursing home pharmacy providers don't utilize any technology at all other than maybe using an EMAR. And they still have almost what you'd consider a ward stock kind of dispensing system. So what we did at Hogan's is we started to implement automated dispensing cabinets, just like in the acute care sector. So all of our nursing homes have automated dispensing cabinets to get 
which control all of their high alert and their controlled and narcotic drugs, as well as all the refrigerated items like insulin as well. They're all controlled through biometric access with our cabinets, which is a real kind of step to the left considering what other pharmacy service providers do in Ontario because basically in most nursing homes, the medication management system is managed by the nurses or the registered staff. And we have a staffing crisis and our long-term care homes are funded by the provincial government. They're not privately funded, so residents don't pay for their long-term care beds. So the homes are working under a really restricted budget. So the nurses have a lot of hats that they have to wear during the day. So we realize that if we can add a layer of technology to provide medication oversight and safety for the registered staff, they can actually spend more time with their residents. So that was where we started jumping off. But then when I came to run the company in 2017, my experience with acute care pharmacy informatics really helped uh, drive the company forward. So we now use also We use a cloud-based medication order management systems called DocuScripts, where most of the other pharmacy providers will actually use really antiquated technology like fax machines to still send orders from the nursing home to the wherever the pharmacy service is. So we're really trying to streamline processes and bring in novel technologies to do that with their homes. Wow, that's really cool. So The technology that you're using, I've heard of them used a lot. I mean, not heard of them, but I I work with them a lot on the inpatient side. And I guess what kind of like, what kind of motivated you to take that whole mindset of the inpatient types of technology and then place it into the long-term care side? Well, basically there's... You know, like I was talking about before, there's a lot of things that that the homes can benefit from by having streamlined processes with respect to accessing medications. In a Ontario nursing home today, if a nurse gets a new order and their pharmacy provider, which is obviously, you know, usually in a different town, is closed, they actually go to what they call an emergency box, which is literally a, usually a fishing tackle box or a toolbox with a padlock on it. So that means that the registered staff really have no pharmacy input when they're taking medications after hours, which we think is a huge opportunity for risk and for a resident to receive the wrong or an inappropriate medication without pharmacy oversight. So we also developed the technology infrastructure and we use 24-7, 365 remote telepharmacists. So our pharmacists, again, use our technologies and interface with the cabinet. So a pharmacist checks every single medication order to make sure it's clinically appropriate before the nurse can go get it from the cabinet. So again, the nurse has got that extra support knowing that when she goes to she or he goes to the cabinet to get a new medication that it's the right medication not just in terms of selecting the right molecule but it's clinically the most appropriate as well and if we hadn't kind of established this technology infrastructure utilizing pure remote desktops the interfaces with the cabinets, we wouldn't be able to do this. And that was really kind of one of our biggest challenges is, like you said, cabinets are meant for the acute care space. Cabinet manufacturers, like all the all the big players in the cabinet market, market to hospitals and acute care facilities. There isn't really a lot of interest. So, And also the pharmacy dispensing system, so the pharmacy informatic systems for long-term care pharmacies never thought of being able to interface with cabinets. So a lot of our early work before we were able to launch was making sure that the um, cabinet interfaces between the pharmacy informatics dispensing system would actually align. And we had to we had to create that ourselves. And we're still working on developing it because this is a model that didn't exist three years ago or four years ago. 
Wow, that's really impressive. So for you, for you specifically, I guess,、uh, what are your current day to day activities like? Or is it like the same every day, or you have different things going on, like a lot of different projects to, to maintain? So, what,、um, in my role as the vice president, as much as, as much as I love to still work as a clinical pharmacist and it really gets me excited when I get the opportunity to, I really have a fantastic team of nine pharmacists now servicing our 1,500 beds that have basically created a new role for pharmacists. So, a clinical telepharmacist in the long term care space didn't exist. So, they basically they work from their homes. We provide them with all the infrastructure that they need so that they can communicate with the homes, the nurses, either by phone. Or with point click care. So we work primarily with point click care, who's been an awesome technology partner. They,、uh, up here in Canada, have about 96% of the electronic health records for long term care. And I know they have a huge presence in the States as well. But we've worked with them to leverage some of their existing internal technology so our pharmacists can communicate with the nurses or the doctors. Again, we've got DocuScripts as an, another awesome partner that manages our medication orders management system. So the nurses literally just scan orders from the home and they go into Our secured cloud. So any pharmacist can go and pick any order and we can triage. And then also, because like I'm a I'm a big techie and I hate paper, we're almost virtually paperless. So we don't, all of our policies and procedures are housed in a portal hosted by another one of our fantastic partners, InTouchLink. And even our medication incident submissions are all digital. And the directors of care or directors of wellness get automatically notified when a medication incident happens. But what I get to do is oversee all of this and as well go out and try to work and bring new homes into the fold. And I've spent a lot of time because there w a s some unfortunate deaths that occurred in the long term care space before, or pardon me, in the province of Ontario related to a nurse who had ill intent. And there is a provincial inquiry going on as well about what can be done to improve medication safety in long term care. So I've been very privileged to work with both the Chief Justice and the province's. Ministry of Health to help make recommendations about how we can improve processes and leverage existing technology in the healthcare space to make long term care pharmacy a lot safer. Awesome, awesome. So I know you touched upon this a little bit earlier, but I was wondering if like, there were any personal motivators for you that kind of like push you to go towards that informatics and technology route versus you know, continuing in your community role or a clinical pharmacist role. Oh, absolutely. So I really am very process driven and process optimization driven. So, yes, absolutely. The practice of pharmacy is, a, honestly, I mean, if you can't tell I'm passionate about it, I totally am. But I believe it's an, it's an art as well. But there are definitely day to day processes that every operational pharmacy, whether it's a community pharmacy, a hospital pharmacy, a long term care pharmacy, need to do to allow clinical pharmacists to do their roles. And there's a lot of safety and process efficiencies that can be leveraged by using the tools that we have, you know, working with your, your technology partners to help streamline your pharmacy processes. And that's really what it got me into the informatics side was, you know, my husband and I always joke, you can, you can program any. Anything. You just need to know how to write the right algorithm and ask the right questions. So, really, that's what it was about is it's like you see processes and you know they can be better, and you know technology exists as long as you find someone or know enough or learn enough to, you know. Optimize for the technologies that are there. That's the most exciting part is finding something that everybody does every day and figuring out a way that the technology can make it better so that they can get freed up to do the things that really make the profession and the act of pharmacy fun and exciting. 
That's awesome. So speaking of like, you know, innovations and uh, projects like that, are there any like projects you're currently working on that you're you're allowed to talk about that you're you're looking forward to? Well, we're working on further expansion and development of our intellectual property surrounding our custom interfaces. Because one of the things that also, you know, obviously a lot of other pharmacy service providers in the long-term care space are trying to get into putting dispensing cabinets in their homes for them, right? Because it's a competitive business up here for long-term care pharmacy, even though we have socialized medicine pharmacies or nursing homes pick whichever pharmacies they want to work with. So it is a highly competitive environment. So when we introduced the cabinets three years Years ago, obviously, our competitors have been trying to introduce cabinets to the marketplace as well. But the big hurdle is is genuinely the lack of those interfaces. Anybody can put a cabinet in a building, but if you if it's not profiled, meaning that your patient's profile comes up on the cabinet, it's really nothing more than a glorified vending machine. So our goal is to keep enhancing our interface to make it so that the processes are even more streamlined and to keep working with partners like Point Click Care so that we can optimize the processes as well. Because the, the pharmacist's biggest contribution, in my opinion, to, to patients and resident care is their clinical assessment to their clinical assessment mindset when it comes to medication management. So I really want to help build that technology infrastructure to allow them to do that. Awesome. Awesome. So I know that you went through a very uh, different kind of route to get to where you are. You did, you know, you did your pharmacy degree and then you did a couple years in uh, community pharmacy. Then you kind of went towards that the technology side. And for for pharmacists that are currently, you know, not working in the technology side and want to get into it, or maybe even students are currently in school right now, do you have any advice for them on like how they can kind of position themselves to be optimal to kind of step into that field? Absolutely. So in our schools up here in Ontario, we do have the opportunity to take elective courses. And I chose when I was at the University of Toronto, I actually took computer programming courses as my elective courses because I always was just just interested in it. But the other thing too is, is I think when you're doing things like your hospital placements or your community placements and things, it's great just to ask the questions of the of the software or service or the vendors. Because a lot of the times there's a lot of opportunities for education that really go untapped by the pharmacists. So I remember when I was working at in the hospital sector, we used Meditech, which is obviously quite prevalent in terms of a hospital informatics system. And it was always the IT department that went to the Meditech training sessions. And I loved working with my IT department, still always do. But, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for pharmacists or pharmacy managers or even regulated pharmacy technicians to go to these courses. Same with the automated dispensing cabinets. They usually, when you purchase cabinets, you get, you know, free hours of training. Absolutely take advantage of that. Try to ask for, you know, test environment, like Companies like Meditech, you know, I, I made a bunch of broken order sets in Meditech before I ever made my first one that worked, but get access to those test environments because usually, you know, a pharmacy department is full of people that want to, you know, just go and do resident or patient care. But if you've got that kind of slant where you want to, you know, see what makes everything tick, just ask for the access. Usually everyone's super excited to just, you know, have someone else that also gives an, a different mindset because when IT professionals or healthcare IT professionals who are not healthcare practitioners design things, they don't think necessarily about some of the some of the day-to-day processes. And we always as pharmacists end up creating workarounds. It's like, no, get in there and, you know, make friends with your IT department and say, you know what, hey, 
did you know that we have to do this because of this this functionality or lack of functionality and just, you know, work with them. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for that advice. And uh, I guess for people who wanted to ask further questions uh, about, you know, how you got into your career path, or maybe if they wanted to ask for more advice, uh, where can they contact you or find you? And then I guess also, where can they find more about Hogan Pharmacy Partners and maybe all the different things that they're doing? Yeah, no problem. So our company website is hoganpharmacypartners.com. And I'm on LinkedIn. So if you look for Becky Agar, I'm there. And I'm on Twitter at uh, BexRx. So that's B-E-X-R-X. And welcome emails or phone calls or or tweets, you know, any, any of those would be great. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be putting that in our show notes for anyone who's interested in reaching out. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, but really, thank you so much. I think it's really great what you're doing, showcasing the role for pharmacy and in healthcare technology, because honestly, I think interdepartmental collaboration is is the best to help, you know, utilize the technology tools that we've got for our patients and residents. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time, by the way. Thank you for uh, taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. Thank you. You guys have a great day. Thank you. All right. If you guys like this episode, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. Um, you can also follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at Pharmacy ITME or Instagram at Pharmacy Informatics. And you can also follow me on my personal Twitter account at 20.pharmd. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy ITME. And remember, technology is a tool. Patient care is the goal. Yeah.